the idea of some suburbs that it's actually cheaper to buy and pay off your mortgage in rather than actually um, paying the rent. Going one, going quiet, sold. You're listening to The Property Pod. All right, guys, welcome back to The Property Pod, your weekly engagement into real estate here in the Hobart Marketplace. I'm Aaron Horn. I'm joined at the desk, as always, by Patrick Berry and John McGregor. Boom. Hey, Nailed it, as. Yeah, pretty Nailed appreciate that. All right. I just want to put it out there. We're trying something new there today. You won't hear it in the audio format, but uh, what we're trying to do is get our live setup going. Mm. Yeah, so we're getting a little bit closer to changing the show up and going live each week, which is going to be exciting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's been a dream for a while. We've been trying to sort it out, and I've, I'm just trying to nut out this kind of crossing between people. So in the video format, I'm on screen at the moment, but I've just got to work out when you guys are going to talk and know, know that I hit the right button. Yeah, it's not a means that you're sitting there just nothing but pushing the buttons all the time. Well, it feels like I'm playing Mortal Kombat or something where I'm kind of hitting all the buttons and just being like, geez, I hope a I get a combo yeah. or a fatality. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty interesting, but we'll get there. We'll yeah, get there. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. No, things are working out all right. I'm just looking up. If you see me looking up, I'm looking up to the skies, to the gods of technology. We've uh, invested in some stuff and we're trying to move forward with it. I'm pretty excited about this, boys. Oh, it looks, it really does look cool. It really does look cool. Yeah. So, no, look, it's the future of the property pods. Thank you for coming along this far with us and we'll see how we go moving forward. Yeah, this is harder than I thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the idea of talking and hitting the buttons at the same time maybe is a little harder than we anticipated. Oh, man. It's kind of like <laughs> if, when I'm, if ever I'm learning a new song, there'll be the chords, you know how to play it, and then you're trying to sing, and then just nothing comes to. Comes to fruition. Yeah, you know? well, something will come to fruition. It'll just be lots of jumps yeah, uh, yeah. all over the place. But that's all right. We'll get into some property stuff. Mm. Before yeah. we do, though, I just wanted to cover off John McGregor. Mm. You were caught in the wild on the weekend. Oh, yes. Yes. So uh, um, it was quite It was quite funny, actually, because um, normally, I suppose, uh, I remember there was a story that my brother Luke had once where he was sitting with... Um, Sean McAuliffe. And of course, Sean, I suppose, has been a celebrity for a long time. So he's used to people coming up and asking for their photos. But there was obviously Luke has, had just hit the point where people were recognizing him because he was sitting having a drink or dinner with um, Sean McAuliffe. And then um, this person's come up and say, Oh, hey, I'm such a big fan. Got to get a photo. And so Luke's gotten ready to, you know, um, grab the phone. But then, they've, so, but then, um, so Sean's got ready for the photo. And they're like, Can I, can I you know, can you hold my phone, please? Oh, so they got McAuliffe to yeah, take and, the photo. And, and, and passed the, the McAuliffe to get the phone because they didn't know who the hell he was <laughs> <laughs> well but i'm not i'm not talking about your brother here no no this no. is a story the, all about you yeah, yeah and this is you've been spotted in the wild as a property pod yeah i was uh, I, I i actually had a, a fan a, fa- a fan of our show come up to us so i don't know it was amazing she was, a, she was such a cool chick too yeah uh, so big fan i've actually mentioned her on the podcast before i don't know if mm. i've told you this story pat but um saturday morning oh no sunday morning i get this photo it's john mack with um a friend of mine and she's like, I saw John in, in the public. I saw him at the pub. And I just had to go and tell him how much I love the property pod. Yeah. And I said, no, mate, he'll love that. Like, <laughs> And the beauty of going live is we have to deal with things like this. <laughs> well, the beauty of going live is I've never had a cough. Ne- ne- yeah, ever. <laughs> One time I've decided to go for it. No, so Megan uh, has been a long-time listener of the show, big, yeah. big fan. Um, I've mentioned her before. She bought a place on Property Road and she did it up and kind of this tiny, beautiful, quaint little cottage and – yeah, no, so it's amazing. She's She loves the property pot. She's, other than Nan, probably number one uh, biggest fan. It's funny you say that because I was also doing a valuation this week. <coughs> now I'm getting the coughs far out. <laughs> um, and when I was doing the valuation, the guy has actually moved over from Melbourne to be able to help 
all the valuation load that is down here to try to clear the books for this agency. Because there's so many properties getting going, uh, going under the contract yep. and so there's too many valuations that need to be done. And we got talking about uh, Simon Presley in the marketplace and the podcast came up and he was like, oh, what's the name? And I told him it was Property Pod. He's like, I've been listening to that in Melbourne for ages. And he started referencing different shows where we had John's brother on and all these different things. No like, way. Man, people do actually listen to us talk rubbish. Oh, <laughs> yeah, crazy. no, I can get you the stats. Like, yeah, no, people listen out there. We're not just doing this for – but we do say it's lots of fun, but people are listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just our nans. And yeah, and, well, I'm, I was – I have to say, you know, thanks, big big shout. Thanks for coming to say hello. Like, because uh, I felt really chuffed. You know, it was it was a real honour to um, – just, just say, hey, you know, big fan, love the work. Yeah. Um, and then if your friend was like, oh, who, you know, what's this about? Then, then she's like, well, she put onto it and shut her up. So then we ended up with another listener, you know? Like, yeah, nice no, uh, shout it was out. Awesome. Shout yeah, so out to for Megan. And yeah. she's off to, she's going to work on a super yacht in the next few weeks. So she's actually leaving the state. So our listenership will uh, go worldwide. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. share it with some people. The Maldives and something like that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So yeah, anything uh, could happen. Wouldn't, wouldn't you love it, though, too, where uh, she's written into her contract to work on the boat? Um, at a certain point in the day, all that really nice chill music goes out. It has to be broadcast right across the boat for the 30 minutes it's on. We're listening to the property pod, damn it. <laughs> Make yeah. it happen. Make it happen, Megan. Yes, ABBA or someone else <laughs> on the super yacht are yeah, forced yeah. to listen to our <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> oh, this is really good. <laughs> Why did you go to ABBA? <laughs> I have a friend who worked on a yeah, super yeah. yacht and they had ABBA on there. Well, they had two of the guys from ABBA on their super yacht once. So. That's, that's the property board. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. All right, we better get into property, some real estate stuff. Property stuff, yeah. So I wanted to cover off today um, the idea of some suburbs that it's actually cheaper to buy and pay off your mortgage in rather than actually um, paying the rent. Straight yeah. off, that is crazy to even think that it's cheaper to own a house and pay a mortgage than it is to actually rent a property. Like, that's scary when you think about it's, it. It's one of the big considerations I had when I was looking into buying my place was kind of like what is – my rent, where's my rent money going and what's the point in paying kind of money nowhere or paying off someone else's mortgage? Yeah. Um, yeah, and we kind of worked out the sums that we were probably paying 20 bucks or something more in mortgage repayments than we would have been in rent. So mm, it was a big mm. consideration in doing that. But then, yeah, now there's a few suburbs that are coming through on this report. Where do, where do we find this report? Yeah, so um, our good mate Jared has put out this article um, and he's actually got the information from one of PRD's economists. Mm. So, yeah, it's been really interesting to have a read over it. I think CoreLogic and Domain also have put out similar reports as well. So yep. it appears that the three major people that dabble in sort of property information have all put similar articles out. And it's just interesting to see which suburbs are more expensive to rent in than they are to actually buy in. Yeah, it's, mm. such, a, it's such an interesting concept. Well, I think... Where um, I've had this discussion with people in the past, they'll, <clears throat> you know, the argument for renting at the time was, well, it's cheaper to rent than buy. Um, and where the difference would be, well, that's really useful if you're, you know, you're having to move every 12 months because obviously moving in and out of the market, but paying stamp duty and agents fees gets exceptionally hard. But, you know, staying in the long term, if you were to, uh, would be that, all right, at the time, say you save 50 bucks a week on rent um, versus buying the house, well, then provided you squirrel that money away and do something else with it, you know, it's, you know, a better, it could be a better, argue, argue to say it's a better use of your money. But the thing is about home ownership is that obviously you're building into that capital over the longest term. So hopefully, yeah. you, you know, by the time 30 years runs out, you're not having to pay 
Yeah, and, and the ownership costs. And if we look at this, like let's look at Glenorchy, which is obviously the sub, one of the suburbs that we work heavily in. Mm. Um, it's actually seventy six dollars cheaper per week to live in to own a house in Glenorchy than it is to actually rent in Glenorchy. Mm. Uh, Goodwood is sixty three dollars cheaper. So like we're not talking like a couple of dollars here. We're talking big money. Look at that over the course of a year. And you're in the thousands of dollars that you're paying as well off a mortgage to a property you own. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that, I guess that's the crazy thing is, is that why there's so many people out there trying to um, buy at the moment? And there's kind of a, obviously we've had, we've spoken about this, the record lowest amount of um, properties on the market. But mm-hmm. is it that kind of rents are at this point where it's more feasible to be a homeowner? So mm. there's so many people trying to buy. Is that kind of a perfect storm? Yeah, well, it is. And the report basically goes on to say that um, the options for uh, affordability are shrinking rapidly. Yeah. And, you know, if you're looking for something within a 10-kilometre radius of Hobart, you've got to act quickly is what the report's saying because it's only going to get worse as time goes on. So um, I think that is probably what's driving a lot of these these buyers at the moment is that they want to get into the market and actually own a property because yep. they are worried. Mm. It makes me think, what am I doing? Like, how are my kids going to go? And, you know, <laughs> yeah. 20 years later, and what a property price is going to be? Is anyone actually going to be able to buy a property? It's, well, it's scary thoughts. I, was, it, I just happened to switch on the news. It was late last night, actually. Um, and I, I wish I could reference what where they're getting this information from, but it's right on your point, Pat, where they said, say, 20, 30 years ago, only 10% of um, parents were assisting. Um, their children purchasing with the use of the you know the equity in their own homes, whereas now that's shifted to sixty percent. Mm. So you know that's uh, so now like like sixty percent of parents are helping their children provide that initial deposit because on average, um, I suppose in Victoria and Sydney they're referencing, but you know Hobart's moving towards that. If we assume ten percent is required, um, you know they need ninety you know eighty to a hundred grand just to secure that deposit with enough money to purchase the home. So you know. If you get look, looking to get in early, I mean, there are those that, you know, work exceptionally hard to do that. But obviously, um, for younger people looking to purchase early, you know, you know, being able to accumulate that much money in only a short period of time is difficult. So it's not surprising. And I think um, one of the other things that the article brought out, which, which I thought was quite interesting, was that they made a real big point that um, you may have to start looking in suburbs that aren't necessarily at the top of your list. Yeah. Uh, so don't sort of, you know, turn suburbs off and say, look, I'd never live there mm. because you may not actually have a choice. Yeah. You may have to accept the fact that you need to start in a less desirable suburb, live there for a while, sell and upgrade to the next level. Yeah, well, see, so, and that's that you know, premise of the rent vesting element, mm. isn't it? And I'll often say is that, look, your first home never has to be your last home. It's really only, I suppose, been in the last, you know, 15, 20 years where, you know, lending restrictions have, um, e- I'll, I'll just put, you know, inverted, what do you do this? Whatever that is. Um, <laughs> but where, where, you know, b- borrowing money. I, I, God, I hope someone wants <laughs> <laughs> uh, But where, where. For everybody where, out there in the audio world, um, John did the inverted commas. Inverted in, commas, that's it. In the air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, where, you know, it has been easier to, you know, borrow money, essentially. Um, and... We have got this thought where, you know, obviously, have, where, you know, generally speaking, living with their parents, um, every, they've got a really nice home at this point and so they want to move out and then have the exact same home that they've just moved out for their parents. And it just doesn't have to be the case. It's like, well, you know, your first home doesn't have to be, your, you know, your forever home. Um, and I ended up just catching up with um, Andrew Leggett from Rams just yesterday because I was thinking about, you know, there's another unit coming up. I thought, no, I might, it, it sort of piques my interest. So I was just curious, mate, what sort of, you know, what can we do at the moment? Um, and... 
the other when we looked at sort of my borrowing capacity is it it's fine because again I'm just looking for a unit that's sort of even below the median is just going to be you know the idea being cash flow positive property but I'm not going out and trying to stretch myself to the nth degree um, and it's again looking in a suburb that you know is just it's okay you know it's not I'm not trying to keep up with the Joneses in that sense. So speaking of the suburbs, like let's just cross off on this report, kind of where where is it uh, more affordable to kind of purchase home than it is to be paying the rent at the moment? Yeah, so um, houses and units in Tranmere, Gilston Bay, Glenorchy, Rokeby um, all topped the affordability charts. Uh, Goodwood, Goodwood, Lena Valley, Newtown, Kingston, Bellarive and Moona also made the cut just. Okay, so so, the, so, so there's still quite a, a good amount of suburbs that are still affordable to buy in. Yep. But this is looking at them versus renting in those suburbs as well. Yep. So, you know, Kingston, you, you're paying big money to buy a house in Kingston, you know, 600000 but you're also paying big rent to rent there. Yep. So mm. that's what they're comparing to. So it's not necessarily about being a cheap suburb to buy in. Mm, it's mm. a cheap suburb compared to what it costs to rent in that suburb. Yeah. So as a uh, potential home buyer out there would it be recommended to kind of put your alerts on some of those suburbs so the list that you've kind of gone off and yeah, say but if something comes up in this area I'd like to be notified so that yeah you can definitely if it's somewhere that you want to live in or somewhere that you see value in you've got to have those alerts done because you'll never know about it if you don't because yep. properties mm. just disappear far too quickly um, but I also think you need to look outside the square as well especially our younger listeners out there that are trying to get their first home you need to accept the fact that Moona and Lena Valley, Newtown, those desirable suburbs are probably out of your reach these days. Yep. Um, so you need to start accepting the fact that, you know, maybe Baghdad, New Norfolk, Dodgers Ferry, Carlton, those suburbs that are a little bit further out mm. need to start being on that radar. Mm-hmm. And maybe you only own them for a couple of years and then you upgrade to something a little bit closer. But you need to start putting alerts on probably those suburbs as well to try find something that's a little bit cheaper so you can get a foot in the door. Mm. Okay, so you might find a winner in one of these suburbs where it's currently saying still affordable. It's yep. Still affordable. But However, it's your awesome. advice might be kind of spread your net a bit wider. Yep. And try and find something. Yeah, there. I think um, for anyone that's trying to buy at the moment, um, you may not get exactly what you want at the moment, but it's that's just the way the the market is. But I think you're going to be disappointed if you don't buy something now and then try to say I'm going to give up now. It's too hard wait five years and then try to buy then because I think it's going to be even harder to buy something in Hobart and especially Tasmania. So, yeah. That seems to be anecdotally reflected in the people we're catching up with on a, you know, a a day-to-day basis at this point. Um, And it's been, it was, it was, it was uncanny. We just had one go under contract uh, on the weekend and the, the, the the buyers were lucky that it was actually the first offer that put on a property and they got it and I, and I just said what and I just said guys don't tell your friends about this because they're gonna hate you <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah I've got some friends that had they've just uh, finally settled on their place it was kind of 15 offers down the yeah, road yeah. and um, I just couldn't imagine putting in that many offers and like trying to envision myself in this that situation. house I can't oh. imagine the time it takes to actually to look at that many houses and become emotionally invested in that much property. Yeah. 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 Like, I can understand where it's probably getting to the point where people are just, I don't care, just sign something and yep. just hope. Like, Yeah, well, I guess, like, that's kind of, as you were saying, what you were saying about kind of, you know, you might have to settle. It's it's such a strange concept because especially when you're a first-home buyer, for sure, if you're kind of making that first investment into buying a home, yes, it might not be your forever home, but mm. you still don't want to be buying a... Just something for the sake of buying it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So it's such an interesting kind of concept. 
Yeah. yeah, so very interesting moving forward. Oh, well, yeah. It, we'll just have to keep watching this and see what happens. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. it's kind of even like what Simon was saying last week is, you know, things could be kind of like this for a few years. So very interesting for you boys as agents and kind of the way your job or your profession may be it, kind of... It can And it can pivot overnight because um, Dad was telling the story, they were sitting in the, the, the board of the REIT and there was just a bit of silence, you know, this is several years ago. Um, and then one of them just goes, who, who, who turned the tap off? And what they were referencing in that moment was is where all of a sudden, you know, all the activity just came to a screaming halt and then no one was, no one, no one was buying. Yep. Um, and all of a sudden all those, you know, large open homes they had, they just all disappeared in, in such a short t- you know, time frame. Um, and that's the thought, well, when people go, look, when's, when's, when's the best time to buy and sell? It's just when you can. You know, like the, the idea for people trying to time the market, obviously, is for people much smarter than, much smarter than me. But um, in the end, it's a, it's a purchase that's going to last you over the course of your lifetime, not the next five minutes, you know. So um, where they go, oh, look, what's going to happen? Well, I don't know. What do you want to do now? You know, where do you want to be in 30 years? So it's like for me, um, you know, I guess the sooner, sooner you get in in that sense, hopefully the better it's going to mean for you over the long term. All right. Yeah, cool. Excellent. I actually reckon this is a good spot to segue onto our second article. Mm. So I, I actually didn't read the second article. I was <laughs> getting the oh, yeah. live uh, area all set up. Look, that's all right. I can lead this one because it's only going to be a really short one, but I just think it fits really well with how we've been talking about, um, you know, maybe buying something a little bit out of your area, making yep. it your own, and then upgrading. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, so there was a recent article about a lady that bought a house, um, quite dated, uh, she was quoted ten thousand dollars to give the front side of the property a facelift, mm-hmm. and she managed to do it for a thousand bucks. Yeah, just oh, doing I did. It, learning to do it herself, eh? I did yeah. read this. This yeah. was um, they like kind of painted the front of the facade like yeah. it was a brick house, and they were really simple things. But geez, the end result looks so good, and it only mm. cost her a thousand bucks. And I'm looking at it from my real estate perspective, and I'm thinking, you've only spent a thousand bucks, but you've added twenty, thirty thousand dollars because it now looks. Nice. Just yeah, the perception so, value yeah. change. So eh? brought it up to a place where it's kind of like your instant first reaction. I know you talk, John, a lot about like removing the butts. Yeah. I know you're a butt yeah. man, but um, yeah, removing them butts oh, out right. of... <laughs> <laughs> uh, rem- <laughs> Three <Sorry>. boys. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are talking about property. I, could, I couldn't help myself <laughs> with that one, sorry. Um, yeah, no, I read, I read off this. She got and painted it like a black facade. Yeah, that's it. So she uh, painted a... She, Bought the painting bulk from Bunnings, so she managed to get a really good deal on the paint because instead of buying just your small tin, she yep. bought big ten and twenty. Yeah. I don't know how big they go, two ten liter drums or whatever they sell them in. She just went went yeah. big. Yeah, went big to be able to get the she cheapest went, she, rate. She, she went. She was it. She went big and went home. Yes. Oh, was it no? Go big or go home. Damn it. Sorry. Sorry, Patty. I broke your flow. <laughs> Damn it. It nearly worked. Oh, it nearly worked. Nearly worked. In addition to that, they painted the uh, window frames. They spruced up the front door. They put a paint at the roof, and they just did it with a spray gun that they, I think, borrowed from a friend and got a lesson on how to use it. Um, but yeah, overall, they were able to take what was a 1970s basic home and turn it into what looked like quite a modern home. Yep. Mm. Now, mm. obviously. The article says that they've still got lots of work to do inside, but the first impressions from the street, it just made it look like a completely different house. Yeah. So yeah. I guess if you are looking to try buy something in the market at the moment, you know, 
try to go in with a bit of an open mind because there are simple hacks that you can do to, to really change the look of a place without too much effort. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not dis- discrediting the element of a, um, you know, the quality that a professional tradesperson is going to bring. Um, however, not all of us are in the position to be able to use a, a trade to, you know, to get the result that we're looking for. So being able to invest that time to learn, um, you know, it probably take, it took a lot longer than a professional may, uh, but obviously it still gets a result that they're ex- they could yeah. be exceptionally happy with, you know. And look, this article had another really interesting fact, and I, I love facts and stats. Yeah, yeah. And um, this is what the article went on to say, that uh, Bunnings has researched and apparently over 49% of Australians are planning to complete more DIY projects in 2021 than they have in previous years. Really? So yeah, yeah, that's really cool. I assume that that's because obviously travel's off the card, so people have a little bit extra cash, so they're looking to reinvest it back in to their own properties. Oh man, I remember yeah. when. Well, you've been doing a lot of rentals. Oh, well, yeah, that's <laughs> that's kind of all I'm doing. I'm actually looking into that. Um, we've got a granny flat out the back of our place that kind of it has been gutted, and we're kind of the plan was to do it up in COVID and kind yep. of get it all ready. Actually, the plan was to do it up, and my brother who lives in Canada was um, going to come and stay with us Easter this year, but. Obviously, everything changed about the world, and yep. yeah. then also having a son. Uh, time is really not hard. something that I have. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the idea of um, yeah doing that is excellent. I would love to do it. Now, but the, now the idea of getting to Coles to do the groceries is, is, a, is a win. In, in deedy duty. <laughs> well, I, I, this is a weird segue, but I um, you know I was watching this video down the rabbit hole of you know video games that you um, that took years to complete. Um, and I'm just thinking, you know, if you're doing one of those, you know, where do you find the 100 hours now to sit there and chew on a giant RPG like with you boys with kids and everything else, you know? So, um, you know, when it comes to Renault projects, obviously that's a huge disruption as well. But if, um, I mean, we, I suppose we can't discredit how fortunate we are to have access to so many video learning, you know, like YouTube or whatever to just learn how to do stuff. Like it would, how, much, how many times have you jumped on their main in this, in this process just to go how to... X. The amount of times that YouTube has come to the rescue on just being like a simple thing where I know like back in the day you would have just done it probably <laughs> had a wrong, crack. had a crack, but yeah. just having that safety net of being like, like, can I change the toilet myself? Like, do yeah. I need to get a plumber to do this or like, can I just plumb in my own toilet? Yeah. Well, yep, YouTube says you can. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna. <laughs> Aaron discovered he can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I remember when... Sarah's angry. <laughs> well, I remember when uh, uh, we were doing the um, uh, House of Max Partner and we were renovating the... Um, the doing an ensuite in the bathroom. Um, so we started looking at um, different tilings because her and her, her parents had done um, tiling at their place previously. And we thought, okay, we'd built up, there was some error of, you know, competency, I suppose, between all of us. Um, but then the complexity of doing those bathrooms with the tiles we chose and all that were like, there is no hope in hell. And with a 1950s old home, nothing's level, nothing's even. So the idea that we'd even bother trying to attempt that was just, it would, it would have been idiotic because <laughs> um, I remember when the, the trailer came out, he had lasers pointing in all these different directions in the in the room just to make sure everything could line up. Um, and so, but we could certainly do a lot of so much demoing work and painting and other elements to get to that point so then he could come in and go zoop, um, and just get straight into the work and disappear again so you know there's so much prep work that we were able to save ourselves money on so that professionals could come in there and do mm. like the the really hard work that obviously only a skilled professional can bring yeah i guess just to put a button on this like the mm. article for the bunnings kind of makeover is really really good it's awesome to hit up youtube and really good to 
um, hit those Bunnings magazines where they say, oh, you can change your house like this. Yeah. However, trained professionals are really good <laughs> yeah. at what they do. <laughs> yeah. And there's yeah. a reason you pay, that you pay, you them pay, you pay the premium. I yeah. know I saw on the article a few people saying like, oh, well, if you equate the amount of hours that they did, it, it's how much is your time worth yeah. and how that's much right. is the safety ex- of... And that's exactly right. Yeah. Like I think the article said it took them something like eight weekends to do it. Absolutely. So that's, you know, Rather 16 f- days they spent full-time just painting. Yes. Well, I know so that what is that worth to them? Well, the, ha- the, well, the house that, you know, we're in, for example, at um, well, my friend's house in Moona, um, I think it was about a five or $6,000 job, but it was done in five, you know, four or five days um, while he was still able to go to work and make money, whereas it would have taken him, well, knowing mm. it hit my friend's time frame, probably eight weeks to do the job, you know. So, mm. um, you know, in that sense, it was worth spending the money. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Indeed. It's a, it's a really – it's, a, it's yeah. a hard balance, but there, there's a reason there's professionals out there, but there's also things you can, that you can do. As you've mentioned, demoing and getting it ready will mm. save heaps of time and labour uh, on that front. Mm. So hit up your – I learnt – to hit up Jackson Cooper Plumbing because changing the toilet by myself, nope. not, not a good well, idea. Well, you, you, you're the first time you did, Pat, you guys did um, own a builder, didn't you? Yep. Would, would you do that again? Can't anymore. You have to have a licence. You don't have to have a licence. Okay. Anymore. Well, so. imagine if um, you didn't need it and, you know, you had your time over. Would you still do that, take that process? I think I'm lucky because I know enough people in the industry so I could do it. Theoretically, um, yeah. Yeah. However... If I didn't have the contacts I have, I probably wouldn't do it because there is a lot of work involved. And mm. Abby and I spent every weekend there cleaning the site, making sure all the rubbish was removed, ready for the builders to come back the following week and start again. So yep. um, we spent, you know, every weekend for probably six months up there doing yeah, stuff. Yeah, wow. Okay. So, yeah, I enjoyed the process and it allowed us to be able to, you know, get the house built cheaper. Mm-hmm. And well, not cheaper, just meant that we were able to put more things in that, that you we wanted. wouldn't normally be able to afford to do. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but, yeah, it's a lot of work for someone to take on board. Yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately, due to safety and different insurances and bits and pieces now, owner-builder is no longer an option. An so, option. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. All right, crew. I reckon mm. that is a, uh, a nice place to finish up. There's probably another topic there on owner-builders and, and mm. tradesmen mm. and yeah, all that yeah, stuff yeah. there yeah, that yeah. we can deep dive into another time. Mm. Shout out to everybody that's uh, watching. Hopefully, you didn't get a headache from. Uh, I do want to make a quick announcement of what the few changes to our office, though. Nah, hit that next week. Hit that next week. All right. Yeah, <laughs> so good. He's cutting you, I'm John. Cut, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm cutting you early. My fingers getting sore from all this switching. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get an RSI. We, 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 we can't game like we used to, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I don't have a hundred hours. <laughs> <laughs> all right, boys. We'll finish it here then. Awesome. Uh, yep. Two things at once. All right. Cheers, guys. Thanks, guys. And see you, mates. Yes, see ya. You have been listening to the Property Pod, recorded and edited by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Property Co. This podcast is general information only, and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel, and listeners should always seek their news, their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied, and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this information without first seeking qualified and professional advice.